And here we are for episode number four of Fortitude Fitness with Coach John Casto and Alan Reed. And we have a special guest today with a very powerful message. Let's welcome Damon. Damon, what's, what's up, up, everybody? What's up? Why don't you go and introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little about you, who you are, and what got you into fitness? Wow. Okay. I am. Uh... I am uh, Damon Sewell. I own three fitness businesses, and uh, I specialize in, in basically getting people ripped. That's what I do. That's my niche. Um, how I got into fitness, it started when I was young, man. My, uh, my uncle introduced me to weight training when I was like eight years old, and I've just like been in love with lifting ever since. And that was how it really all began. So really... If you want to thank anyone for me being in this industry, thank my uncle because he's the one that gave me that first bar, that first barbell. <laughs> awesome, man. Since you were eight. Yeah. Holy shit. That was that was when it all started. That was what kind of ignited my uh, passion for fitness, and then from there it just became. You know, I was always an athletic kid. I played a lot of sports and everything, but when it came to the um, you know, because a lot of people are interested in like running and doing things like that, I was into lifting when I was a kid, man. So, but I didn't really start taking it serious until just a few years ago when I started competing. Yeah, and you do you do physique, right? Yeah, yeah, I compete in men's physique. Awesome, man. Just just competed in the worlds a few weeks ago. Tell us about how how'd you go in that? Uh, I took seventh. Okay. Took seventh. How long? Yeah, you- man, the Koreans, the man. <laughs> it took over. Took over. My gosh. <laughs> So you got a pretty powerful message that you, I believe you live in and out and you basically expect everyone else that listens and tunes in with you to, to live up to. Where did that come from? Um, what, what belief are you referring to? Just your no-nonsense approach. You know, the, the, the no-nonsense approach, it really comes from – there's a few things. Number one, uh, I was raised I'm, – I'm from Texas originally and uh, – I was raised in a family where we're kind of straightforward and we don't beat around the bush. We just kind of tell it like it is. You know, my mom's very blunt. My uncle's very blunt. Like everybody's just very straightforward, you know. Um, but I think one of the biggest messages that I, that I come across a lot, especially on my social media and everything, um, there's two main things. The, the number one root of a lot of the stuff that I do revolves around health. And that's because just like everyone in America – we have all lost a lot of loved ones due to the um, chronic diseases, man. Cancer, heart disease, diabetes, stroke, Alzheimer's. We've lost people from, you know, I've lost family members from all these things. And, and that was really is the root of one of the biggest passions that I share the most and I talk about the most. Because all these things are diet and lifestyle related. And all of them are completely re- preventable. So it's unfucking acceptable for people to be killing themselves with food. So that's one of the one of the big roots of what I do. On the other side of that, I find that people tend to play victim. And I cannot stand when people play victim. They try and point blame at everything else in the world on why they don't have what they want, why they don't look the way they want, why they don't make the money that they want, why they don't have the life that they want. And it really boils down to they're not accepting responsibility and they're not 
doing the fucking work to get what they want. That's really what it boils down to. That's why you see like a lot of my social media. Um, one of my hashtags is DTFW. Do the fucking work. That's what it stands for. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it, which is why I reached out to you, dude. You, you, it, it, like seeing your messages makes me want to step my own shit up, which I, to be dead honest, I need to sometimes, you know? Yeah. So it's like, like, I mean, like I'm in a certain like level of comfort, you know, with my own training, my own nutrition, where I'll, where it's easy for me to hang at. I think everyone's kind of got that. Unfortunately, most people, it's pretty, a low, pretty low level, which is why they come to us in the first place, you know? Yes. So like you sharing your just fucking honest, brutally honest message that it, it transcends down, I think, because I guarantee you the people that you get through to and change their lives, they go and share that shame, same straight upness to like everyone yeah, else I, in their lives. I refer to that as the ripple effect. And, and the reality is, and I'm aware of this, the people who the people who follow me and the people who are inspired by the way that I deliver my message, it is a very small niche. Because... And I find that it's primarily the type A type personalities that um, appreciate my type of uh, my style the most because they appreciate they appreciate the raw truth and the direct approach. Just tell me exactly what I need to hear, so that way I can get what I want type mentality. And for a lot of these victims that we have in America, because in America it's packed full of a bunch of fat asses who are playing victim to life and eat terrible and live terrible lifestyles and make a terrible freaking income, um, they, they can't handle it. And, and you know, to be honest, the way that I see it is if you're not strong enough to handle the direct approach, honestly, I, it, there's, nothing, there's nothing I can do for you and I honestly don't give a fuck about you. So that's just literally, the, it's kind of like the survival of the fittest, man. The survival of the fittest. So if you can't handle the strong, then guess what? You're gonna wither away with the weak. <laughs> you know, you know who you kind of remind me of in in fitness, like you know who uh, Grant Cardone is. Oh yeah, dude, I fucking love Grant Cardone, man. He's the man. <laughs> like that's one of the reasons why I love Grant because Grant is straightforward, just like I am. I appreciate when people are straightforward too. So it's I, I'm the same way. Like I appreciate somebody just tells me straight up. Like it is, because fuck all the fluff, stop sugarcoating, don't blow smoke up my ass, just tell like it is. <laughs> Love it. So, and that's the way I treat people, and that's the way I like to be treated, you know? If, I, if I'm fucking up, let me know I'm fucking up, and then tell me how to fix it. So, and that's exactly how I teach my clients, and that's exactly why everybody gets ripped, because the people who come to me know that that's what they're going to get. So when they come to me, they know that's what we're going to get. That's what they expect to get. And that's why they get such incredible results. We're not sugarcoating things and beating around the bush. Why do you think you're so effective? Because of that direct approach. Because this is what I found, man. In the fitness industry, this is very, very common. And if this is you, I'm going to make you aware of it right now. The typical trainer in the industry, there's two things that really piss me off when it comes to trainers in the industry. Number one, they don't lead by example. Okay, Most trainers look like shit. They look like shit. How the hell are you supposed to inspire or teach someone if you don't lead from the front? Okay, So number one is most trainers look like shit. You go to any big box gym, 24-hour fitnesses, valleys, whatever, 
uh, equinoxes, the trainers look like they never fucking touched a weight in their life. Okay? They look like they've never hit a fucking macro ever in their life. All right? They look terrible. And it's unacceptable. As uh, The way that I see it is if you are a professional, if somebody's paying you anywhere from 80 to $200 an hour, your ass better lead from the front. You better be the ideal person that's doing exactly what you're teaching these people to do. You got to lead from the front, man. And then the, um, the other thing on the, on the other side of this, these same professionals, so-called professionals, um, they tend to, and I understand why, they tend to be a little soft. So I, I understand why they're doing it. You know, they feel like they don't want to offend their client. They don't want to lose their client. You know, they... But the thing is, is they, they tend to sugarcoat um, how they deliver their message, you know? They're like, oh, you're doing so great, when really they fucking suck. And that's what you really should be saying to them. You fucking suck, and you need to do better. You can do better. I expect you to do better. So this is what you should be doing instead. But instead, they're like, oh, you're doing so great. No, she hasn't lost a fucking pound in three months. She's not doing great. She's failing in life. So that tough love is really what it is. So, and, and that's why I have such high client retention, and that's why my clients are fucking shredded, because we don't be around the bush, and I put them in check, you know? And on top of that, I do a lot of, I do a lot of personal development, so I know a lot about the um, emotional psychology and how to get people to, um, to change, basically. I know how to do some NLP with people, program their minds, and and basically teach them to find their own solutions so that way they can it's it's more of an idea that they came up with versus me just telling them what to do because one of the things that that you have to learn is that telling someone what to do is is not going to be as effective as you asking them the right questions and then them saying it and coming up with the solution so you can kind of guide someone to create their own solution which they will take action on versus just being told to do something. Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely, dude. Alan and I actually, uh, on the business side of things, we connected through, a, a, like we both own gyms, and uh, we connected through a, a, a program for sales and marketing for gym owners, but realistically on the back end, it was a shit ton of self-development, and it was brutally honest, and a lot of like the NLP stuff that you're talking about, our, our mentor kind of took us through that process Dude, that's given us the gift to like do the same exact thing with our clients and be honest with them, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's very powerful stuff, man. And, and that's another thing that, that it's, it's so important. And, and for all the listeners out here, they got to understand this. When it comes to getting fit, man, when it comes to being successful in any area of life, it, it's this entire journey is psychological. The physical aspect of it is so – it's so – it's small. I mean, yeah, you got to put the time in and everything, but if you don't get your head straight, if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to succeed in any area of your life. And and just like one of my quotes that I, I post and I use all the time is, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're one of these people that tends to you know, only work out whenever it's convenient or you only eat healthy like a couple times here and there or you're like, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So that basically means that in life, you're only doing what's easy and convenient. You know, when things are challenging, 
you're only you're you're not doing what you need to do. You're only doing what you think you can do in the moment, and not really putting in the work, regardless of how uncomfortable it is. So, just like you, I'm I'm very um, a big believer on what you achieve in the gym transfers to success in life, especially when it comes to like business and finances. So the, I, I mean, I, I talk about this a lot too. The, I have clients that have literally gone from four to 10 times their income just from getting in shape. And the reason is because it's not just from getting in shape. It's because of the discipline that they have developed and the dedication and the, um, and the, uh, you know, all the other, the confidence that they developed, all these things, they all add up to improve themselves. And then they apply these things to their business. I mean, subconsciously, they're, they're completely different people. So they apply all this to their business, to their work, and they just, their incomes just take off. What would you say to a guy listening to this that he just isn't committed right now? He's been stuck in a rut. What, what does he need to ask himself to light that fire under his ass? Because I think, as you just said, you and I both know that this transcends into every other area of our lives. Huh. Good question. The uh, first step I would say is don't be a little bitch. Okay, that's step one. You need a man to fuck up. Um, number two, they really need to figure out why they want what they want. They need to figure out, you know, the reason why. Like, why do you want to get in shape? Why do you want to make more money? You need to figure out your why. And then they need to develop a plan on how they're going to achieve it. And then it really just boils down to just don't be a little bitch. Do the fucking work. It's not going to be easy. It's gonna take. It's gonna take effort on a daily basis. It's gonna take sacrifice. It's gonna take time. So what? The time is going to pass anyway. You might as well get a reward from it. It's a good attitude, man. I like that. You want to ask me something? I think Alan's got a question for you. Sure. Ask away, man. I'm open for anything. Yeah. So. My, um, I was kind of wondering on behalf of some of my friends, um, what would you say to someone going into January, they want to get in shape, over the next 12 months, what would be your couple of tips for someone? Just a couple of simple things. Here's, here's the, here's the, this is, this is the easiest way to get in shape, okay? I'm going to break this down dummy style. This is the most simplistic form of understanding how to get in shape. If people just did this they would completely transform their lives. Number one, okay? Number one, eliminate all processed foods from your diet. Now, what do I mean by processed foods? It means anything that was made by man, okay? If it did not come directly from a plant or directly from a mom, it does not belong in your body. So number one, Stop eating all the fucking bread, all the sugar, all the soda, all the pasta, all the tortillas, all the, you know, Gatorades and coffee creamers. Eliminate all the processed bullshit and eat real food. Real food. Protein, veggies, nuts, seeds, um, fruit, things like that. Potatoes, sweet potatoes, things like that. If they just did that, that right there takes care of 50 to 80% of the results. Just that alone. Okay? Second thing, they need to lift, man. You're not going to, for some reason, people think, uh, and I'm actually writing about, I wrote about all this stuff. It's actually in my book that I'm writing right now. I'm almost done with it. 
Um, but anyway, the uh, the the number one thing that most people I don't know why this I don't know why they do this, but when people think about getting in shape, especially when it comes to fat loss, what's the first thing they think of? Cardio or fucking cardio, fucking cardio. That's what everybody thinks they need to do to lose fat. No. You don't need to do any fucking cardio, ever, ever. If you lift intensely and you create a calorie deficit, actually, let me back up. Okay, let me back up. All right, for everybody listening to this, let me break this down dummy style, how you lose fat, all right? If you're trying to get ripped, trying to get shredded, trying to get in shape, this is how you do it, okay? You have to do one, there's one thing that you have to do to burn fat. Seven billion humans on the earth, the human body works one way and one way only. Some people do it to greater degrees, some people are a little more efficient, but it all works one way. And the only way the human body will burn fat, the only way, I don't care if you're fucking eating up, but chicken and broccoli and strawberries all day, if you don't do this one thing, you're not going to lose an ounce. And this one thing is creating a calorie deficit. You have to create a deficit or you don't lose a fucking ounce. Okay? So no deficit, no loss. So if you're one of these people who's been working out and been thinking you've been eating healthy and you haven't been losing anything, guess what? You need to do fucking much. You just haven't been creating a deficit because if you create a deficit, you will lose 100% of the time. 100%. Okay, so that's the that's the that's the number one thing you have to understand. If you create a deficit, you will lose. Um, on top of that, okay, let's back up a little bit to the training aspect. You do not need to do cardio to get ripped, to get shredded. You don't. You don't have to do any fucking cardio at all. You never need to step on a treadmill, an elliptical, fucking step mill, nothing. All you have to do is just train hard. And what I mean by train hard is turn your weight training workouts into more of a high-intensity type thing. So you're doing like, say, supersets, tri-sets, quad sets. It basically means like, um, for those of you who may be a little bit new to this, um, so let's say you're doing a superset. It's basically two moves done back-to-back with a timed rest period. So, for instance, if you're doing like back and chest, you do a barbell bench, and then do pull-ups, rest 60 seconds, repeat, okay? Do that for five, six, seven sets. Do that consistently um, for every single workout. That is how you burn calories. That's how you create your deficit. As long as your diet is on point, that's how you burn fat. You don't have to do cardio. Cardio is a waste of fucking time. Cardio is the fastest way to reduce your testosterone levels and actually uh, raise your cortisol levels and make your body want to store fat. Okay, it also makes you more hungry, which makes you want to overeat. It also does a whole bunch of shit. Cardio is fucking useless. Eh? I get so pissed off. I'm so tired of people doing fucking cardio. You go to any gym during prime time, where is everybody? Where is everybody? They're on the fucking cardio. And guess what they look like? They're fat. Every one of them is fat. Well, guess what? Where are all the fit people at? They're on the weight room floor, lifting weights. Okay? That should tell you something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, I, get, I get caught up on these rants sometimes. <laughs> I get it, man. I can't believe it. 
So this is where my videos come from too, man. I just kind of get off on these rants. I hear somebody say something and it, I'm like, fuck, I gotta film a video right now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, number one is eliminate the processed foods. Okay, that's number one. That is the leading cause of all chronic disease, the leading cause of our obesity epidemic, the leading cause of everybody's cellulite, muffin top, double chin, is because of these processed foods. They are highly addictive. And they lead to cravings and binging and over-consuming constantly. So if you eliminate that, you eliminate the addiction. Okay, you eliminate uh, the the cravings and all the other um, the desire to over-consume all the time. Number two, eat real food. Okay, protein, veggies, nuts, seeds, and a little bit of fruit. Okay, that's number two. Number three, lift fucking heavy with intensity. So. Doing supersets, triple sets, quad sets, you know. So, train hard, and that's it. Those really those three steps. You do those three those three steps consistently. Guess what? You get fucking shredded as long as you've been creating a diet a deficit with your diet. So yes, you need to be actually weighing your portions and tracking food too, so you can create that deficit. What do you think helps help someone shift their mindset from, oh, I'm eating healthier to actually taking that extra step to track macros because I, I mean, dude, just seeing it within our clients, the ones that clean up their diet versus the ones that clean it up and track it, it's like nine day, you know? Yeah, it is. Studies, studies have actually proven that people who track their food are two times more successful than those who don't. Damn. Two times. That is a huge difference. And, and the reason is because when you start tracking your food, there's a few things that happen. Number one, it makes you more aware of what you're actually consuming. And awareness is one of the first steps to change. So when you actually see like, wow, damn, I didn't realize that had 50 carbs in it. Holy shit. So uh, when you become more aware of what you're putting in your body and you actually know like, all right, you've hit your calories for the day and then you're done. You know, if you're not tracking, how do you know when you're done? If you're not tracking, how do you know how many carbs you've had today? How many, how many grams of protein you've had? How many grams of fat? You're, if you're not tracking these things, how do you know? It's just like in business. If you're not tracking, like, for instance, like uh, um, how many sales you've made or how many um, uh, appointments you've had or, or, you know, if you're not tracking these these things in your business, then how do you know where to improve or where, where you're succeeding at or what you need to do better? How do you know these things? Yeah. You're tracking your food is exactly the same thing. It's awareness. So what happens is it creates awareness. Awareness leads to change. On top of that, it is self-accountability. So when you're actually aware of what's going on and you actually know that you have to track it, you're more likely to make a smart choice because you don't want to see it. So you don't want to see like, fuck, I just went over my calories 500. Fuck, that just really ruined my deficit for the day. You know, you don't, you don't want to see it. So you're going to hold yourself more accountable. And this is, this is the main two reasons why this is so effective and why people are two times more successful when they track it. So, um, so really, for people who are uh, serious about getting in shape, this is something that they just need to make a normal part of their life. I track my food every day, seven days a week, no matter what I'm doing. How do you, how do you help those that want it? But they they had that resistance to tracking because they they 
you know, I mean, like, for example, I, I own a women's only gym and one of the biggest, like, things they want to avoid is... Well, do you know, do you know why they don't want to track it? Because, I mean, there's probably a lot of reasons. They feel, probably feel there's left one main. There's one main reason. What is it? They don't want to see it. Uh, they don't want to accept responsibility because they know they're eating terrible. So they don't want, they don't want to see... The fact that they know they they just ate a freaking whole box of cookies, they don't want to see it. Yeah. So what they're doing is they're resisting tracking because they know they're eating terrible and they don't want to accept responsibility. Mm. They don't want to know how bad it is because right now when they eat the foods that they eat, when, they're probably doing it when no one's looking. I call these people closet piggies. They're the ones who try and act like they are doing it right. In front of everybody else, but when no one's looking, whole box of cookies, whole plant of ice cream, and that's why they don't want to see it and they don't want to accept responsibility, so they don't track. But how do you shift their thinking? If they want results, they have to. So what I would do for you is I would just ask them. uh, I would just ask them the question: um, What do you think you need to start doing to get better results? What is one thing that you've been neglecting that would take your, your, your results to the next level? It would make you more aware and make you more accountable. Just ask them that question and make them say it. When they say it and they come up with the solution, they'll start doing it. And then the other thing is too that, and I actually do this for my clients, um, is I would have them actually either when they show up or each night, I don't know how many days a week you train a client's, um, but have them send a screenshot of their actual macros from the day every night or every time they show up for training. That accountability probably just yep. takes it to the roof. Yep. So that's a little trick that I use. That's one of the reasons why everybody's so ripped. It's that daily accountability. All right, next question. Yeah, so you've talked about um, getting your clients on the right diet and things like that. How mm-hmm. do you stay motivated to stay in shape, you personally? Uh, me personally, um, I truly, for me personally, I mean, as a professional, like I was just saying in the beginning, I feel as a professional, it is my responsibility to lead from the front yeah. because it, it, it's, just, it's just how it should be. So if you want your clients to be successful, you want your clients to respect you and listen to you, you have to be doing what you are teaching them to do. You have to lead from the front. On top of that, man, I just love being fucking ripped. <laughs> to be honest, I love waking up in the morning and looking in the mirror and going, fuck yeah, fuck good, I'm fucking sexy. <clears throat> like, like, that's literally what I do every morning. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's my wife. <laughs> every night, like in the evening, whenever we're getting ready for bed, I'm getting ready, I'm in the shower, I'm in there posing. <laughs> I'm posing in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, like, hey, check out that thing right there. Mm. <laughs> like, I just, I just love to look good. I love to feel good, and and that's one of the other reasons why um, I um, make everybody and recommend that everybody eliminates processed foods. Is because when you eliminate these processed foods, not only is it going to help you. Uh, eliminate your cravings. Not only is it going to help you get ripped faster, what's going to happen is because these these processed foods are highly inflammatory. Okay, 
when you when you create when you eat these foods, they create inflammation within the body. And then when you have inflammation within the, within the body, what happens next time you go train? Don't get a good training session. Then. Sucks. You feel like shit, and not only that, it causes pain because this inflammation will always flare up an area in your body that it, that already has like a knot or is already tight or even an old injury. Um, for me, I broke my uh, my leg. I have a plate and eight screws in my right leg um, from an old motocross injury. And uh, I used to, um, years ago, before I like completely eliminated all processed foods from my diet, I would actually used to do cheat and. Um, and I, like on Saturday, and I would just have like a little bit of something, like not even anything like crazy. And uh, and every Sunday, my ankle would be swollen. It would swell up and it would be so painful. And I would always have to spend like a lot of time doing soft tissue work over the next few days, you know, like three to five days. And it would hurt to walk all the time. And, uh, and what happened was um, one of these times that I had one of these cheat meals, um, the next day, I uh, went to go to a football field, and I was doing some sprints with my sons, and I pulled my hamstring from the inflammation. And I was just warming up. I wasn't even, like, doing anything crazy yet. I was just warming up. And um, and I pulled my hamstring, like, really bad, like, to the point where there was, like, a partial tear. Like, it seriously took me, like, three months to recover from it. And from that moment on, I was like, fuck this. I'm never touching that shit again. And what was crazy was... I eliminated all processed foods from my diet, right? And within about like um, within about like two weeks, um, my ankle pain that I used to have like all the time year round, just to different degrees, disappeared completely. Like completely disappeared. And I was like, oh my god! All these years, I've been thinking that my ankle issue is just from, you know, from my old injury. And it was actually because of that one fucking cheat meal every week that I was having that was keeping the inflammation up in my body that was flaring up my ankle every weekend. And that was like the biggest eye opener for me. And that was like the big like aha moment where I was like, oh my God, I'm making everybody fucking go no more cheat meals, completely (laughs) flawless, eating clean year round. And that is the reason why um, I tell you, eliminate all processed foods. And the main reason why I do it is because I want to be able to train every day like a fucking animal. I want to be able to lift heavy and train crazy and have high energy levels and not have to worry about pain and aches and this and that and things that I'm going to have to work around all week long because of some dumbass meal that I had one day over the weekend. You know, it's it, it's just... It, that five minutes of glory that you get isn't worth worth a week of you know fucking up your entire week. Not only in your training, but but I mean even your physique. I mean if you're having cheat meals every week, chances are you've probably overdid it because you're eating foods that are highly addictive and you overate and you're gonna spend the next week trying to fix it. So why put yourself through that when you could just keep your diet on point and feel amazing year round? I mean that obviously not sounds like the, the smarter way of doing it, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, so that's why I keep my diet clean year round. And when people have have never eating eaten like like really healthy food consistently for long enough, when they actually this is the what's funny is <laughs> when when I have my clients start and they start actually eating healthy completely, eliminate all processed stuff, they're gonna go through like a detox period just like a drug addict. And I always tell them 
Day three is going to be the worst, all right? Once you get past day three, you're going to want to stab someone because you're going to be moody, cranky, crabby. You're going to have cravings like crazy. After day three, for most people, it starts to get better each day. By day seven, they're like, oh, my God, I feel so good. Why didn't I do this sooner? And it's the same response I get from everyone whenever they whenever they get past that initial week of cutting out all the processed foods. I so. Think- yeah, we start uh, at our gym. We push our new members to do whole thirty, like uh, the paleo. Oh, nice! Spin-off. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I know Alan over here does at his gym out in Wales. He does uh, like a green face diet approach. It's kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. So, yeah, man, it's just that uh, uh, I'm gonna take your advice and and get that shifting to the macros a little bit sooner though, because I know that's usually after that thirty days. They, dude, it's exactly what you're saying. They just can't stop raving about it, but then they still find a way to incorporate back in dairy or sugar or something yeah like the thing the thing is is here's a, here's another tip too is to don't have a um timeline you know for the for the whole 30 i mean the, the thing is is they're only doing it expecting to do 30 days so in their mind they're just doing 30 days and they know that they're gonna be like going to have dinner somewhere else or gonna go cheat or have something that they really want to have um after that 30th day yeah. but if you make it more of like a you know, we're focusing on getting this 30 days clean, but we're really trying to make this a lifestyle, then it's a completely different mindset shift for that. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, because the 30-day mark, they're only going to do it for 30 days, and then they're going to cheat. Yeah. So, and then they're going to be have to start all over, all over again. What would you say you find to be, like, the top three things that are processed that most people would have absolutely no idea? Um, you know what, as for have no idea, um, I think that the, see people, man, there's so much that people consume every day. Um, I think that the, the top three things that they definitely need to steer clear of, um, number one, pizza. (laughs) Okay. Number two, bread. Those two are the most injurious foods you can imagine because they have a combination of the most inflammatory stuff all in one. Um, Donuts do too. Like for instance, um, inflammatory foods, okay? Flour, okay? Flour due to the gluten, due to all kinds of other shit in it, highly inflammatory. Even wheat. Wheat is pure shit because it's been hybridized in America. It's crap. Um, Flour. Um, so let's talk about pizza. Pizza has flour. Pizza also has sugar, not only in the dough, but also in the pizza sauce. There's a lot of sugar in that pizza sauce. Um, number three, it has dairy. For most people, dairy is highly inflammatory. Some people can get away with it and it's not inflammatory, but for the majority of people, it's inflammatory. And number four, it has processed oils, usually like canola oil, soybean oil, things like that. Those are highly inflammatory. So pizza has a quadruple whammy of inflammation and inflammatory foods. And not only on top of that, when you have a slice of pizza, what do you want? Beer. You want to eat the fucking pie. Oh, yeah. Then what happens the next day? You want to eat more pie. Yeah. Diff too. <laughs> um, and then uh, bread breaks the same way. It's in the same category. So... Um, but things that people, I think, wouldn't, wouldn't know, one of the biggest mistakes that most people make um, that they don't even think about 
is their is how they start their day. Uh, most people start their day with what? What do you, what do they start their day with? Shit cereal or nothing. Or what do they do for energy? Coffee. Coffee. What do they put in their coffee? Cream, sugar. Coffee creamers, sugar. So they are spiking their blood sugar and the addiction first thing in the morning, which leads to cravings for more sugar, cravings for more carbs all day long. It's a downward spiral from that point on. So, and I think that that's one area where most people don't even realize like how much it's affecting them. No, it's completely fucking your day. Yeah. Completely. So if you're going to have coffee, drink that shit black. If you don't want to drink it black, drink some uh, Bulletproof coffee, which is just grass-fed butter blended inside of it. Um, but um, if you can't drink it black or with butter, your ass don't want the coffee. You're chasing the sugar. Yeah. So that's one of those things that they definitely need to eliminate. The other thing, like you said, too, cereal. Cereal's terrible. That's another thing, too. And people are so duped by the, the food companies um, with their marketing, you know, you have like Kashi and all these these cereal companies trying to act like they have, you know, these vitamins and minerals and all these things. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Don't be a sucker falling for the fucking marketing. This shit is sugar as soon as you ingest it. I don't care what's in it. It is pure sugar once you ingest it. Everything's been highly processed. And the moment you get it in your body, it's going to spike your blood sugar just like you ate freaking tablespoons of sugar. So... No fucking cereal. That falls under the processed foods category. What would you say to someone that wants to have wine in their diet or beer or liquor? Um, totally fine as long as they just do it once in a while. I'm, I'm totally for drinking as long as they drink smart yeah. and on rare occasions. Um, not if you're, if you're one of these people that wants to drink every night, no. You're not going to get the body you want drinking wine every night or having a beer every day. Um, I say drink no more than like once a month. And then when you drink, just drink smart, you know? And then the key, the key thing, too, to getting to getting shredded and, and staying in shape and keeping your diet on point is to keep your blood sugar levels in check. So when you drink, always make sure that you eat, like, a big portion of protein and veggies first. So that way it slows the digestion of the alcohol and the carbs um, so you don't spike your blood sugar. Because if you don't do that, for instance, say you go to dinner with friends and then you order a drink before you even get your food. Guess what? You already fucked up. You're going to be on a binge the whole rest of the night. So protein and veggies before you drink and drink smart. Straight shots, whiskey on the rocks, um, vodka with some lime in it, um, wine in small doses, totally fine. Other than that, no fucking mixed drinks, no margaritas, no Long Island iced teas. No adios, motherfuckers, because those things are packed full of sugar, and they have a lot of um, calories. Yeah. So, can you guys hold on one second? I'll be right back. Yeah, no worries. It's a pretty powerful guy, isn't he? <laughs> I love his no-nonsense.
Okay, back. All right, dude. So uh, the last thing I want to ask you, something we were starting to ask everyone, what's your big why? I know you already said that you, you just love feeling good, looking your best. What is your big motivation behind just being your best every day? Um, wow, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I have, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons why I do what I do. One of, man, I, I just really want to be able to have the best life that I could possibly have. You know, we're only here for this one time. And I actually have, personally, I have goals of living beyond 130 years old. So, so for me, in order for me to achieve that, that means I need to be taking very, very good care of myself because I plan on breaking every record in the book for the longest living American. I'm going to be fucking ripped the entire time. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm basically going to be proving to the world that, look, if you take care of yourself, if you eat right and you train daily and you take care of yourself, you can have a fantastic life. And, and along with me living to 130 years old, I'm going to be a fucking multimillionaire. So it's like it, I'm basically leading from the front, showing people what's possible if they believe that it's possible. And this is actually going to help instill belief in people as well, too. But, um, but I think one of the biggest things is I just want to prove that it can be done. Man, I'm, I'm poor kid. From the freaking hood, man. I came from nothing. Came from nothing. I was poor. Grew up on government assistance. And when I was a kid, I made a promise to myself that I would never, ever live like this as an adult. I would raise my family better. I would have everything I've ever wanted. And I would achieve everything I ever wanted. I actually made that promise to myself when I was 12. And that's what I've done. I've been hustling ever since. So now I own three fucking businesses. Now I've got, uh, you know, I'm doing what I want. I'm headed in the right direction. I'm going to be a millionaire within the next couple of years. Like, I'm doing what I want. So um, I think the big why, the deep-rooted why, I just want to have an awesome fucking life. You know, that, that, that would be the, the deep why. And then I just want to inspire others and show them that, yes, it can be done. It can be done. If you do the fucking work. That's awesome, man. What advice would you have for guys listening? Um, in, in what aspect? Fitness or Start business? or? I mean, it all starts with health and fitness, but uh, obviously it goes out from there. You know, I, I just mentioned it a little bit, but the, the biggest thing, man, I, I think that people lacking because of their victim mindsets is they lack belief that it's possible. They don't believe in themselves, you know, because they've attempted before, but they failed many, many times. And the reason is they, they just didn't do it right. And they didn't, they didn't do it for long enough. They didn't commit to it. They didn't truly dedicate themselves to the process, but they need to believe that it is possible. It is possible. You can be ripped. You can be rich, but it's going to take you putting in the work to get it. So it really boils down to how bad do you want it? Are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to put in the time each day and every day in your body or in your business or in your work so that way you can get to where you want to be? It can be done. You already have abs. Everybody has abs, man. Everybody. You just can't see it because a layer of fat covering it. We already talked about how you remove fat. If you want abs, what do you need to do? 
deficit. You want to be rich? What do you got to do? Fucking work. <laughs> you got to improve yourself. The other thing I would also recommend too, man, is personal development. I cannot stress that enough, man. I, I don't even listen to the radio when I drive. I'm listening to like audiobooks and podcasts and um, all kinds of stuff because in order for them to believe in themselves, in order to achieve anything, um, in order to achieve anything in life, you've got to get your mind right. You've got to change from within to get anything on the out. Yeah. So you have to improve yourself. I'm uh, right there with you doing congruent. So, thank you. Um, You're last thing I want to ask you is how do our listeners reach you, connect with you, get inspired by you every day? Like, what are the multiple ways of them connecting with you? Um, the easiest way is social media, man. Um, that I mean, that's how you found me. Uh, I, I get a lot of oh man, social media is. Because I post a lot. I, I, I try, like, I literally, I, I wake up every fucking day, and my first thought is, well, how am I going to inspire people today? That's my first thought when I wake up. Like, what am I going to post right now? Because I'm trying to basically inspire people and, and, and just basically transform the world, man. Just trying to, try, try, trying to get people to see their lives through a completely different lens. That they can achieve and do and be and have more than they currently do. Because, the, I mean, the statistics show, I mean, 95% of America, according to the Social, Social Security Administration, 95% of America struggles financially. 95%. That means the other 5%, 4% of those, they are financially secure and only one of them are wealthy. So out of 100 people... In a, out of every hundred people in America, ninety-five of them are fucking failing financially. Five of them are doing well. That is a shitty statistic, and it's a it's a very similar statistic to um, fitness. It's the same fucking statistic, roughly. I would estimate it's about the same exact thing. Because let's look at it like this: almost seventy percent of America is either overweight or obese. And this is based off of old school BMI, body mass index, height, weight measurements, okay? By my BMI, height, and weight, I'm actually considered overweight, but I'm fucking straight. You're round, <laughs> all right? So, um, so obviously that's inaccurate. Now, if we were to actually do body fat testing on Americans, I guarantee you we would find that number would be more like 95%. Because I do... I do a very rigorous, like, rigorous body fat test um, on my clients, and I found that the average female that gets started ranges anywhere from between 28 to 34 percent body fat. The average, okay, that means that they're carrying a good like 20 to you know 30 fucking 50 pounds extra body fat on their frame, and even for the ones who weigh like only weigh like 130 pounds. I have actually done body fat tests on women who are like 130 pounds and are technically clinically obese. Because they don't fucking work out and they eat terrible. Body fat levels are so high, they are clinically obese, but they only weigh 130. It's terrible. So if we were to do body fat testing, we would find that the obesity and overweight statistic would be more like 95%. Yeah. That's crazy. 
crazy, man, isn't it? Anyway, a lot of people can connect with me. See, I got off on a rant again, man. I can talk <laughs> for days. <laughs> so, uh, people can connect with me. Follow me on social media. Um, look me up. Damon Sewell on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Um, because that's where I do all my posting. That's where I do all my messages. I wake up every morning. With, and I, my goal, actually, is every free hour that I have, or every moment that I have, I try and make at least two posts an hour. But I really, because I'm so busy all day, I really only get around to doing maybe like five to ten a day. Um, but I try and do two an hour. That's my goal. But obviously, with me being busy throughout the entire day, I don't get to that. But that's my in my mind. That's what I'm always trying to aim for. So follow me on social media because I'm always posting videos. I mean, this is how John found me, um, and uh, I get offers for a lot of stuff through my social media stuff but um yeah that's the easiest way to find me i'm superhero strong on uh instagram i'm not quite as strong as alan damn it i was listening to your guys's podcast number one dude you're a fucking animal man <laughs> fucking animal like i'm i'm strong pound for pound i'm only like 148 pounds 150 on a good day you know and uh, and but i'm not lifting near as much as is Alan, like, one day, I'm going to catch you one day. <laughs> Watch it, I'm coming for you. Actually, one of my goals is actually to be, uh, uh, is to compete in powerlifting one day. Oh, awesome. Right now, I'm just strong. I mainly got my name from my uh, uh, my walking lunges. Have you ever seen my video of my walking lunges? Not yet. Dude, 285. Oh, wow. Jeez. Knee touching the floor. Oh, yeah. And I And I do it, uh, usually when I work out, I just work out with like, 225 but still even that's like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> so um i even um, a couple months ago i was doing drop sets starting from 275 to 225 to 185 with lunges my lunges are crazy um and then also from my uh my pull-ups i'm pretty strong all around but it's mainly like a couple of them that are like Woo, what the hell that's crazy so that's awesome man. i do pull-ups with like 100 pounds strapped me <laughs> oh, wow. yeah so that's where my superhero strong name comes from um but that's how you can follow me social media instagram and uh facebook that's uh that's how you find it and that's how you get inspired and that's how you learn and that's how you become a better person and that's how i make you fucking ripped and that's how i make you fucking rich <laughs> that's how it's done just follow and just apply what i teach you that's all you gotta do and then uh just remember what i taught you eliminate those processed foods and eat real food and lift. Lift, man. You don't need to do cardio. Just lift. Love it, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks we'll, so much, buddy. We're going to follow up with you and make sure that this gets in everyone's hands, that we can put it in. Awesome. And, uh, you know, connect as many people with you as possible because we, we do genuinely believe in, in what you practice and preach every day, man. So thank you again awesome. for your time. Yeah, let me know when you guys get this launched, and then I'll share it on my social media as well. All right, perfect, awesome. buddy. Have a good one. Cheers, buddy. All right, man, you too.